Här simmat Moya is the singer who got a specially written song on her fourth attempt to win Festivali i Kenges in Albania. A song she really liked. After the victory, the song was revamped, something Healthy Today has a lot of opinions about. In a very frank conversation, we get to know most about her participation in Eurovision 2014 and what has happened since then. Words and places like nude, Auschwitz, complicated relations and North Korea come up and Healthy generously shares her experiences. This is Eurovision Legends, and I'm your conductor, Emil Lövström. Orchestra, play! Eurovision Legends, Harisi Matmoya. Hello, dear Emil, and uh, thank you for having me here. What's up with you? Oh, a lot of things. Uh, the most uh, wonderful and special thing that is happening to me in this moment is that I am pregnant. I know! <laughs> I saw it on Instagram. <laughs> Mazeltov! Yeah, and um, a really special, special moment. Uh, we will, uh, me and my husband, will have uh, our little girl uh, on May. Yeah. So springtime, flowers will come out. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, lovely. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Have you stayed healthy during this pandemic? Yes, yes, yes. We didn't have contact with COVID, uh, fortunately. And I'm, of course, now I'm trying to not move too much to stay safe, of course. So, uh, so we are okay. You, how are you? I'm very good. Thank you for asking. I'm very good. <laughs> no COVID, no flu. And that's, you know, that's Perfect. amazing because I work as a hairdresser. So can you believe oh I haven't got it? Oh, you were one of the luckiest men. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Before anything else, I would like to loosen up and begin with some quick questions and get to know you and your taste. Yeah, come on. Name drop three Eurovision songs you really like. Um, Euphoria. That's so funny. Everyone say that one. But it's beautiful. How you cannot like it? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> We're going up. Then, of course, uh, Sus. I, I liked uh, the Lithuanian song from the you you can help me but yeah, you, with the title I, I don't remember the title of Lithuania which year the year of the, the pandemic uh, year that didn't uh... ah on fire with the roof yes yes the roof yes the roof yes the fire the heat is getting higher I feel that I'm on fire the world is my desire Favorite song from Albania in Eurovision besides One Night's Anger? I already told uh, Suus. Um, of course, uh, the problem is with the titles. The song, uh, the titles. I don't remember the title. Juliana Pasha. It's all about you in It's English. It's all about you, yes. It's all about you, the things that I do. It's all about you and fairy tales. That's why I love you. Oh, oh. Yes, I love you. Least favorite song from Albania in Eurovision. Look, uh, it was uh, the uh, song of Louis Ailey. Of course, I don't remember the title. I'm, I'm shocked. 
Was it Ziarevto? Ah, Ziarevto. Yes, I liked, uh, I liked very much Louis Haley, but not that song. I, it was not my style, you know. Who should have won the contest but didn't? But last year it was really difficult, for example. The three first places could win. France could win and uh, John Steers could win. Yeah? Which one was your favorite then? John Steers. Ah, <laughs> of course! <laughs> should not have won, but did. Uh, hmm, it's not just one. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, okay, I will I will uh, talk about my uh, my year. Maybe yeah. Conchita's song. I don't like it so much. And I don't remember Conchita's song. From the fading light of life I like Sana's song, for example. Sweden. Sweden, yes. Undo my undo what hurts so bad. my pain. Gonna get through the rain. And, but it's my taste. It's not uh, something, you know, uh, it's relative. It's not uh, objective. Yeah, yeah. We are not talking about course. facts here. We are talking yeah, about your yeah, taste. Yeah. So, maybe that, but th there were other years that I would not agree. <laughs> uh, last quick question. Who do you want to see compete in Eurovision next year for Albania? Next year? Mm, 2023? Maybe Hersi Matmoya, you can't know. <laughs> I would love to see that. <laughs> Maybe I will participate at Festival Kongs this year. Yeah? I'm thinking about because I missed a lot. Yeah. Really, I missed the experience, the festival. Lovely. We survived the first part. Oh, okay. <laughs> you have competed in the Albanian Song Festival, Festival Kengis, five times. Yes. First time in 2006 and latest yes. time in 2013 when you won and got to travel to Copenhagen. Yes. And believe me, this will be a big struggle for me to get these three years right now because Festival Kengis is always in late December and Eurovision is always the following year. So the selection for Eurovision 2022 was made through Festival Kengis 2021, yes. <laughs> for instance. Yes. So we yes. might have some problems with the years in this episode. Mm, yes. Um, if we rewind the tape to 2006, was that the first year you tried to compete in the national festival? Yes, uh, it was the first year and I was only 16 years old. Yeah. That year, uh, Festival Congress was uh, used the formula like Sanremo, you know, Sanremo Giovani. Exactly. So uh, we were like 20 young singers. We participated in this uh, uh, competition before Festival Congress and I won that. And then I, I had the right, like, you, you know, to, to sing with the big singers at the Festival Congress. And I, I, I was on the final two. was uh, composed by Frederick Ndotti that, that won the festival that year. Exactly.
So the, that's the 45 uh, edition of Festival Icangas uh, was my first participation. And among 16 songs in the final, you finished 10th. Yes. Um, did uh, Freik Notch offer you uh, several songs or was this the only song? No, this was the only song because I, I, I listened to it and I, I liked it and uh, I believed in that song. I, I didn't have other, other, other choices that year. The other years, yes, because uh, composers could listen to my voice and uh, the security on the stage and, you know, all that stuff. And they they began to ask me, of course, the collaborations. Was it in this festival you were discovered? Yes, yes. With the big singers, yes. Yeah. But uh, my uh, musical trip, <laughs> let's call it like this, began when I was uh, eight years old. I, I singed always when I was a little girl. I, I grew up in TV, Tavusha and uh, all kind of festivals and music. And I study, of course, piano, music, solfege. How important is this festival for an Albanian artist, would you say? For me, it's the most important fest- festival in Albania, for some reasons. Would you say that it has a high status to take part? Yes, 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 of course. Yes, of course. You you see, when you see a singer uh, in Festival Congress, even the biggest singer of Albania, they are really emotional and uh, they are afraid and scared because the stage is... It's a, a historic stage. Yeah. The most uh, amazing singers of Albania participated and grew and helped to grow up the festival, you know. Yeah. Then uh, there are elements uh, that are really important to make a festival a huge standard, like orchestra. The most difficult moment for a singer when you participate at Festival Congress it's the first rehearsal with the orchestra because if they don't like your song and you're singing you are in trouble mm. <laughs> yes so there are a lot of of things that make festival congress unique and really really important for an artist to participate have this happened to you yes of course but i the first uh, the first time i was 16 so i i, were, I was inconscient <laughs> <laughs> so I grow up inconsciently <laughs> and then of course uh, if I participate uh, another time I would be more afraid than before of course because I know what does it mean and most of all I know what does it mean for me that stage it's really important for me I grow up there you know in Sweden the pre-festival 2 Eurovision is uh, called Melodifestivalen yes and the reason I'm asking this question is because in Sweden several I know, for example, some Swedish artists would never take part in Melodi Festival mm. since they think it's beneath them or perhaps they have too much to lose. Mm. Festival Ikangas, it's a stage that uh, can give you everything and can take from you everything. Mm. That's the point of this kind of festival. For that, they are important and artists are a little bit, let's say, afraid. Yeah. But uh, I, I studied opera. And I traveled in two streets, the classical music and pop music. Music and uh, art teaches me that the stage can give you great emotions, but can give you great delusion too. So all these emotions are for the artists. We have to enjoy the beauty, but uh, of course to accept the the non-beautiful thing that a festival or music can bring to us, like dissolution, and stress, you know, every vision is really stressful. Yeah. But uh, you need to, to, to leave all this. And it's not that it happened one time. You can be at the top of the mountain and then in, in a second you are downstairs. So it's important to get used with all of this. But why did it take four years for you to compete in the contest again after 2006? Well, because I, I went to Italy. To study, study. Up, to study yes, opera. Yes, I, I began another street. Yeah. And in, in the Eurovision, the difficulty that I had, it was this, that I have a classical music uh, on a way, on a side, and pop music in another. And <laughs> it was like uh, inside of me were fighting. Hmm. But I have to <laughs> admit something. One year, one of my songs didn't was accepted. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which year? Um, 2009. Okay. But it, the, the composer, it's not in, anymore in Albania, so it was not a, a, fam- a famous composer. Okay. 
Do you remember which song you competed with in 2010 then? Lovely. I wanted you to pronounce the, the title there. <laughs> It was a really beautiful song with uh, wonderful lyrics and music from Genti Muftarai. And it was a, a, a love song, a really sweet love song. accepted and I was afraid that this year I wouldn't be accepted again so uh, I was really happy to participate of course I, I here I, I get the final and uh, I didn't was interested to win uh, that year mm -hmm. and but I, I was really really happy to to come back to the Stephanie Congress like big you know yeah. that year at this time, the winner was the national diva and superstar Aurela Gace. Aurela Gace, yes, who yes. Who won nearly a landslide with her dramatic and bombastic song. Yes. Kangaima, yeah. Kangaima, yes, my song. <laughs> she later sang the song in English in Düsseldorf 2011 titled Feel the Passion. Despite investing money in promotions, new production mm -hmm. of the song and an expensive music video, Albania missed the final and only reached a 14th place. Mm -hmm. Yes. Shall we blame the styling team who gave her a red comb like a rooster? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think this powerful song went unnoticed by the juries and viewers? I mean, she really can sing. Of course, Arela is one of the biggest singers in Albania. Yeah. A uh, historical singer who um, helped to make Festival Congress a big event in Albania. Yeah, I don't know. Look, Eurovision is what I was talking about uh, before. Eurovision in one second can make you a, a big star, and in another second you are like you don't understand why not. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I don't know because everything seemed to work, and it didn't. I know maybe about my my case, uh, I don't think I didn't deserve the final, but uh, if if I could do something different, uh, uh, I would choose to sing the song in Albanian. But in that moment, I thought it was uh, the best choice. I can't go back anymore. <laughs> but I, I don't know. It's, it's really strange, Eurovision sometimes. <laughs> but Albania <laughs> debuted in, in Eurovision 2004. And before that, Festival Kenges had been gone on for, for many years. Can an artist that wins Festival Kenges refuse to go to Eurovision? You know, I, I don't know this because I didn't knew an art, an Albanian artist that didn't want to mm. go to Eurovision until now. Yeah. It's a huge experience for, for an Albanian singer. For a singer that came from a small country. And I, I don't think it's possible for someone that participated at Festival Congress knowing that the song that wins uh, will go to Eurovision, 
I, I, I don't think that you ju just don't participate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The following year, you competed again, this time for the third time. Yes. Do you remember the song? <laughs> Let's see if you remember. Atikumele. <laughs> <laughs> perfect, perfetto. <laughs> like Italians say, perfetto. Atikumele. 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 It was a really special song and one of the most beautiful songs that I ever sung. Celebrated 50 years. Yes, 50 yeah. years. So uh, there were some old composers that were invited to participate at Festival Icon mm -hmm. that year. Yeah. And one of these composers was Spatim Kushta. This composer, it's a legend. <laughs> mm -hmm. And he wrote songs for Vacezela, for singers, really big singers uh, in Albania. And uh, he chose me. Mm. So it was really an honor for me. And it was a, a really beautiful song, Atukumele, yeah. with a, a, a really poetic lyrics that were uh, written by a, a writer, not only uh, someone that writes lyrics, you know? Like poetry. Yes, poetry and uh, romance and uh, a big uh, figure of uh, Albanian literature. Yeah. So it was a special addition for me. Because uh, it was like I confirmed my presence like a singer, like a big singer in the festival. And even I didn't, uh, I, I think I didn't take... Yeah, you reached no the final. Ball. Yes, I reached the final, but I didn't, nobody vote me, I yep, think, yep. that year. Seven songs tied uh, with zero points. At yes, last place. One, of, one of those was, was mine, but anyway, I, I didn't care, huh? really. I was really happy. <laughs> I was really happy to sing. Yeah. And that year won Arona, and uh, it was the most beautiful song to win. And uh, it was a special festival, that edition, huh? really. For me, very important. It's like I win. I won that year, you know, like a singer. Yeah, and Rona's amazing and fabulous vocal abilities gave her a fifth place in 2012. Yes, yes. And that is still the best position Albania has reached yes, till today. Yes. And that that fact, I don't know if I believe this word exists in English. <laughs> Make a try. Dimostrazione. Demonstrate. Demonstrate. That fact demonstrate that not only strong and rhythmic songs works on your vision exactly but you have first of all to believe in your song second not to change your song yeah. <laughs> when you do the revamp because if you won in a way you have to go in that way that's the the winning horse you know yeah, i totally agree but uh, now i have experience to understand this <laughs> <laughs> of course you know after you <laughs> you know what to do yes <laughs> <laughs> For the third year in a row, you competed again in Festival Kenges for the fourth time. Yes, 2012. Exactly. On the, on the summer, I had to participate at Konga Magike, you know about this festival in Albania. Yeah. 
I had the song there and I had to do the production with uh, Gain Tilaco, that is the composer that composed my song, One Night Singer. Yeah. And it, uh, after our collaboration for this song, he he called me telling, well, look, I have a material, a song, I want to you to listen it because I like your voice, blah, 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 blah. And he proposed me this, Kush Tava Kata Emer, who gives you this name, does it mean? And with that song, what happened, you know? Yeah, yeah, you got a third place. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you had more luck this time in the festival. Yes, yes. But the song was really special, really, really nice, really uh, capricciosa. <laughs> you know capricciosa, la pizza. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It's, it was something like that, you know. Yo, 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 look to <laughs> and uh, I'm on third place, so it was really a good uh, result for me. The front runner early on this year was the singer Agnesa Shahini, which was Albania's first representative from 2004, which we talked about bef- before. She competed with the song Love. <laughs> She ended second, and Adrian and Bledar won. Yes, yes. They later missed the final in Malmö and got a 15th place. Yes, um, but they had a little bit problems with the song, you know, after with the Plaja Tour, and that uh, damaged a little bit the, the image of everything, you know. participation for Albania had for a lot of reasons but like I said I, I told you for me I was really happy to came third <laughs> what's your relation to the song today Kushtada Kata Emer oh yeah maybe a, I have a better relation with this song that when with the winning song okay. I have a, with the winning song I have a complicated relationship because that you rearranged it Yes, yes, because uh, when you win, you are in a bubble of emotion uh, of all types, because there are some people that say, no, it's ugly, why she win, blah, 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 you know, all this stuff that happens every time with the competitions. Yeah. And then the other side that say, yes, it's beautiful, blah, 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 blah. And you are like in the middle of a lot of voices, of thoughts. And sometimes you just don't know what to do and what to listen. Of course, it, it's simple now for me to say you had to listen yourself, but it's difficult in the moment to do this. Yeah. So, Kustavak uh, Tehmer, the song before, it was really nice and and really mo- modern song. One Night Singer, it was a wonderful song, but the, the revamp maybe damaged a little bit. It. I, I can say it today. Anyway... The material, I think it's a really good song and a beautiful song. And I think with objectivity that deserves the final. Even another singer sings it. But of course, now we are doing the, the result of everything. <laughs> <laughs> but, if in, we, with, but, but if we go to Festival Ikenges yes. in 2013, we go to yes. Tirana, mm-hmm. 28th of December. Mm-hmm. You compete with Zemrimi Nyanate. Zemrimi Nyanate. Yeah, perfect. Thank you. (laughs) 
Was the song written for you or did anyone else test the song? No, no, no. The song was thought for my voice because that song, it's really difficult to sing. Yeah. It was for my range of voice. Yeah. And uh, that was the, 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 the winning thing. And I, I believed on it. I, I listened to the song, to the demo, without lyrics and uh, I, I cried because I, I, I really liked, liked it. The melody. The um, the refrain and uh, the intro, yeah, really hard intro. But for Eurovision we had to cut the song and then we, we changed uh, the revamp, the orchestration and, and everything and maybe that didn't help the public, you know? the Eurovision fan to understand it anymore, like the first version. Do you still have the demo of the song that made you no, cry? No, no, because the composer, <laughs> the composer told me this, you know, the first uh, day I recorded, he saw me in the eyes and told me, you know why I, li why I like you? And I said, okay, tell me. And he told me, because uh, you're recording, I like better your recording, your demo than mine. Mm -hmm. And he told, but you're not a singer. <laughs> Why you? <laughs> you compare. And uh, he told me, yes, but I like my voice and I like my, my way, my, my, my flavor. And I, I don't have that. He, I think he has it, but he didn't give it to me. Okay. <laughs> yes. What are your memories from the Albanian festival? The, the year of winning, 2013. Yep. yep. You know, I, I felt myself a winner before. It was strange, a strange uh, feeling. Because I listened to, uh, uh, to the other songs, but it was not uh, something that I, I was uh, only... Okay, I, I have to find the word. I, it's not arrogant. It's like, I, I, I felt it. I felt that my song was really strong in that year. Yeah. And, uh, and me, inside of me, Confident. Yes, I, I had self-confident and I, I didn't uh, want to be happy only with the second and the third prize yeah. that year. And I felt even my colleagues that they were um, happy. Yeah, for you. Yes, they were happy for, you, for me because they knew that I, I, I didn't come from nothing. So uh, it was really, really special that year. With 24 more points than the runner-up, Claudian Kashani, mm -hmm. who I believe was considered a front-runner before the show. Uh, he considered himself winning before because in the interview he was so arrogant and mm. told me, look, you came last year third, this year you came second, I came first, so ah. it's okay with you? And I told him. You just you decided already. <laughs> so let's say let's say it on the stage. I told to him it was like a challenge. What happened after this victory? How much did this victory change your life? It changed it a lot, of course, because from someone that you saw in the street and see, ah, maybe I saw her somewhere. <laughs> I, I became okay, uh, famous in, in Albania, so everyone could uh, 
could knew me on the streets and it was really stra- strange. Yeah. Of course, I, I didn't care because uh, I, I'm used to, to be on the stage and uh, in the center of the attention. But uh, this kind of, uh, of events makes you shine a little bit more, of course. I was under pressure a lot, I have to say, because I was uh, I was ready to win Festival Ikangas, but I wasn't ready to to all what came after. Not the singing part, of course, because on the singing I haven't I had never had doubts. When I am with a microphone, I am another person. <laughs> but of course, personally, I was a twenty three years old, a student. Uh, so you you imagine when I went to Italy, I I came to study and lessons and another life like like two lives in one. And in Albania, I had to do interviews and all the time in TV and all the time makeup and the hair and that and that and you know it was a little bit like double personality I had to affront in that uh, moment. I understood what happened after Eurovision, really. I mean, yeah, I had to say to to admit this. Of course, uh, the participation of Albania on Eurovision on the years changed. You saw it. Now the singers are more supported, uh, supported by the Albanian delegation, and the singers are more ready, like because uh, everything changed. Everything changed in better. I knew that something happened, but after, because in that moment I was like uh, in the in the mood to do the song, do the photo shooting, and everything else I had to do. So, yeah, <laughs> yes, but of course it was a really important event that I I have in my CV. So when I say that I was I participate uh, on Eurovision Song Contest, everyone changed the way that they see me. Of course, yeah. even now, <laughs> after eight years, yeah. Well, Albania always changes their arrange, more or less always changes their arrangement and often mm-hmm. sends their winning songs to uh, producers abroad for help with the final production and mm-hmm. studio version. In your case, I heard that the song was sent to Greece for the final yes. mix. Yes, yes. Uh, I know that you didn't like the outcome as much as you liked the first version, but did you have any say in the process? I mean, could you come up with suggestions? Did they listen to you? Mm, not too much. Not too much because uh, when when a song is written by a composer, someone else, yeah, you have the right to talk uh, not too much <laughs> sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Then uh, I uh, like character. I didn't. I'm, I'm a person really that didn't go to to fight. Didn't go on the fight. You know about the things. So it was not simple for me to have the voice in some cases. But did they ask you anything? No, 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 no. no. But in that moment, really, I I was convinced that it was a good version of the song. Now, of course, in the years, I think that was the mistake. That was the mistake that we all did. Nobody uh, make a gun on my head telling me you have to sing this now and you shut up. Yeah. So uh, I I didn't have the strength the strength to 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 came out sometimes. So it goes like that. <laughs> A music video was recorded and you did a promotional tour to uh, several countries. Can you share some memories from this promo tour? Did anything special happen? First of all, the music video was one of the things that I didn't have voice at all because it was a disaster. 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 I I, I would have have chosen not to do the video. Just to put the song and, and basta without video. Because I, I don't want to see. I, I never watched that video. Who were the investors? The record company or the TV station or who invested? Only, only TV station. Okay. That year, yes. Only TV station. I didn't have sponsor outside. Was the song ever... I know it was recorded, of course, but was it released by a record company or only a promotion uh, single? No, only promotion single, yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Promo single. 
So no record company contacted you and wanted no, you? No, 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 no. Isn't no. that strange? But in uh, in Albania, it's not strange. Okay. <laughs> yes, in Albania, maybe now our the singers or someone is uh, thinking to do this kind of stuff, but uh, it's not used to. In Albania, the the, the producers producers uh, were until and are the composers, and then the singer have to do everything by himself. Everything. <laughs> How much would you say that they invested in you and the song? I don't mean by numbers, but yeah, not too much. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Huh? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't want too much by that song, and and they didn't not invest too much online. Before the show, you went to Denmark to record your postcard. Yes. <laughs> and in the postcard, you made a tattoo of the Albanian eagle from the flag. Was that tattoo real? No, it was fake. <laughs> they 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 asked me, huh? Yeah. And I I just answered. But did you saw me? I answered. <laughs> did you think that I can make a tattoo, a big tattoo, a big aquila on, ah. on your back? I, I I couldn't do that. No, it was too trash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I I love. But you came up with the idea about that fake uh, tattoo. I think the the the, the production of uh, the postcards. But why did you have to go to Denmark to make a fake tattoo? Ah, uh, you have to ask them. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice because during the the recording the video. Yeah. Uh, some Albanian came and brings me flowers, and then it was really nice that moment. But the tattoo, I I don't know still yet, <laughs> still now. But <laughs> it was nice anyway. From that, I I I love our flag, but uh, sometimes I think it's too aggressive. <laughs> Yeah, a bit aggressive. Yeah, yeah. with the eagle. Yeah, but yes, the funny yes. thing is that I, I checked your Instagram yesterday and I was mm-hmm. like, there's no picture on her back. There's no picture on her back. Maybe she's ashamed of it now. No. But okay, now I get it. <laughs> oh, you thought it was real. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was oh real. Oh my God, you yeah. thought that I was like crazy. I thought you was trash. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Um, can you take us back to your memories from Copenhagen? Yeah. Shall we begin with how you were received at the airport in Denmark? Ah, uh, that was really, really nice because uh, the embassy organized the embassy, the Albanian embassy on Copenhagen. Yeah. Organized a surprise for me, Albanian dancing and all with flags, and uh, they received me with flowers, and uh, it was really, really nice, really, really beautiful. Yeah. I have to say that was a special moment and a huge surprise because I couldn't imagine that, of course. The, the, that experience, the, the Eurovision experience from that began with another mood, you know? Yeah. So it was really, really beautiful. The arena was an old warehouse that was formerly used for shipbuilding. Shipbuilding, yeah. Yeah. And which in a short time was turned into an arena. And from what I understand, it was not ready until very shortly before the competition was to take place. (laughs) Was this something you were aware of? No, no. In that case, uh, look, I think the Eurovision team can build something that you can't imagine in three seconds if they want. So yeah, yeah. I didn't was worried for that. Sometimes I was afraid because I have this uh, huge uh, that I don't know how to say in English that I had to 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 climb up, you know, when I sang the song. On a pedestal. Pedestal, yes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, sometimes I, I saw downstairs that I had the water. Oh. The the first rehearsal, I I I had high heels. Yeah. I tried to 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 take to to put them, but it was difficult on the pedestal. So I I decided to told to take them off, and I think without shoes. And this is so funny because I know that you are pretty short, and most girls who yes. are not tall usually want to make up this with crazy high Aww. heels. You, from what you can deduce that I'm short, come on. Because you said that in the interview. <laughs> and you know I have done some research for this episode, darling. <laughs> you you saw me on the video. I was short. 
No, I wasn't sure. I had a piedestal, so it was enough. <laughs> okay, but but can you walk in heels? Yes, of course I can, but yeah. I was. It was difficult, you know. You had to sing in front of twelve thousand people and million on the TV. So <laughs> I thought I had to be gra- grounded. Yeah. With uh, with my foot on the ground, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I, I had I could sing well and uh, for that I I took the shoes. <laughs> and I remember this funny shen because it was this um, really kind guy, but it was like three times me. <laughs> oh Copenhagen. yeah, yeah, the the, um, <laughs> the stage uh, the, the stage director. The, the, yeah, that helped me to to all all, all the time. Yeah, Henrik van hand. Zweibelk. Yep. Yes, like uh, I I was like a little like baby. <laughs> <laughs> and he always helped me to climb this piedestal. Yeah, and he's a giant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he was really nice. <laughs> we must talk about your dress. A yes. little bird whispered in my ear that your designer Belina had to sew extra pieces on the dress at a really late stage since it showed too much skin. Yes, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what I, I look I I never I I never been so uh so nude yeah, n- in my life nude yeah. in my life <laughs> No some yes she had to to add something on the you know the parts uh, important parts But body. was it was it like the cleavage or was it uh, because of the length of the dress Yes on the important parts you know Breast and down here. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. In in those parts. Yeah. And of course, she had to cut the dress because uh, when I I tried it in uh, prove uh, I had the high heels. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yes, yes, it was a little bit too ose, if we can say. But it it was beautiful, and it it worked the day before. <laughs> 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 Did anything happen behind the scenes in Copenhagen? Yes, they happen things, but I can't tell because <laughs> they will arrest me. <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I look. I'm not uh, some. I'm not a, a crazy singer. I'm really, really healthy person. But I have something with the group that someone was <laughs> me. The group. Which group are we talking about now? I had the batteries and the guitar and the backing vocals and the composer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, and, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the delegation. So, yeah, the delegation. <laughs> yeah. They weren't like me. Okay. So, I I I can't tell too much. So your weeks in Copenhagen was with Guns and Roses. Yeah, Guns and Roses. It's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. Look, I had a, a small incident because I had fever two days before. Mm-hmm. But I think it it was a, a stress. But uh, I I was decided to sing the song with uh, every with everything of my strength that remains and voice. So it wasn't uh, too hard for me psychologically after. Yeah. Ah, I I ah. <laughs> <laughs> You know what is herpes? Yeah. When you are have fever. Yeah. Good girl. And a after... hot spot. <laughs> <laughs> I have always that problem, and okay. of course, after the fever, yeah. my skin—it was a disaster. That is the only uh, bad adventure that I had. Uh, the day that I was, uh, I had to sing. I had to put everything on my skin yeah. to cover. Yeah. Yeah. In the press conference a few days before the semi-final, you mm-hmm. said that you were extremely satisfied with how everything was done around you on stage. Yes. Didn't you have any complaints? No, no. It was so simple to sing because when you the festival Congress sometimes when I, when I was participating didn't have all that uh, stuff and uh, you know microphones and here and uh, and the orchestra here, didn't like the song. No, 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 no. It the the stuff everything it was really really nice. Yeah. So comfort. On, uh, uh, comfortable comfortable yes yeah. so so it was really you know i was so stressed the first time so i was expecting something like worse yeah uh, getting from me 
And uh, the first rehearsal was really simple and beautiful three times because you have to sing three times yep. the song. And every every everything it was in that their place the the director that t- tells you in this phrase you have to watch this and this camera. So it was really simple. For that I was really happy because I was expecting something difficult to do. Yeah. You also said that you didn't want to answer the question which song besides yours you like the most. But darling, this is now eight years ago, so could we please hear what songs you preferred? But I don't remember all that songs. Come on, eight years. <laughs> I know. But you said that you liked the Swedish song. Yes. No other in particular you remember? I swear, no. <laughs> I remember the Swedish because I, I remember the voices. Because the Swedish song was like, I, I don't remember, before me. Yes, it was before me. Of course, I listened to the songs, but not too much. Because you if you are in a competition, you have to concentrate on yours and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And you know about my song of Eurovision. I, I listened to it. I did listen to it for many years after. You mean your song? Yes, mm-hmm. so you know, because <laughs> I was a little bit disappointed from everything. But after I I I, I worked on 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 me and I I I accepted everything that happens, of course. So it it it, it wasn't uh, simple to enter again in the mood Eurovision 2014. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't want to kill the mood, but shall we talk about your outcome now? You have already mentioned here several times that you didn't qualify. Mm-hmm. Out of 16 songs in the first semifinal, you ended second to last. If the jury could decide by themselves, you would have reached the final mm-hmm. since they put mm-hmm. you in ninth place. Yes. But the televoters had you in their 14th place. Yes. And combined yes. this result in 15th, as I said. Um, what was that like there and then? When you sat there in the green room and got this information, the first night it was simple because I thought I, I I told to myself this: all the delegation was sad that night. Yeah, and uh, I was like, uh, "Are you crazy? We did a good job. We have to 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 go to the party now. We have to enjoy what we did." But after, of course, I did the all. I I thought a lot about this. Uh, I told you already what I think it goes wrong about the public and the, you know, Eurovision fans. Yeah. I think they didn't understand the new version and they didn't like the new rhythm, how they liked the first version. Yeah. I think that is. The jury, of course, um, I'm, I'm sure that uh, they uh, appreciate my vocal score and uh, my performance on the stage and everything, I think. The fact is that I didn't pass the final, but any anyway, now when I I see when I watch my video and my performance, I'm I am proud of me because I I like what I see and what I listen. Yeah. Uh, of course, <laughs> I would love to to get to the people. Of course, not only the jury. You didn't stay for the final and went home on Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. Was that your initiative or? Who made a decision to leave? No, it was a delegation that made that kind of decision. It was uh, if it matters for me, it it depends on me. I I I would have stayed, of yeah, course. Yeah. The other fact is that I had to graduate of the conservatory in Rome. So okay. on eighth, I I I came back on seven, eighth March, eighth May, excuse me. Yeah. And then on fifteen, I had the first exam to do. Oh. Okay. So it was like a crazy time. But uh, it wasn't uh, up on me. Uh, Sweden ended third, the Netherlands second, and Austria yes. with Conchita yes. Burst yes. won. Mm-hmm. What happened after Eurovision in your life? A lot of things, a huge experience. You know, I am that kind of singer that Eurovision, it's not the, the end. Yeah. And thanks God, of course, because <laughs> I had to work a lot. <laughs> From 2014, I have worked a lot in Italy, in theaters and uh, and in Europe and in America. And until I, I went in Korea, North Korea, you know, a month north to teach. Co- north, yes, North yes. Korea. North, North, Pyongyang, I know. 
Oh. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. Look, in the 2014, I, I was to do two really crazy concerts. One in Auschwitz. Yeah. And the, the second in the military bases for the soldiers, a, a Christmas concert for the soldiers. Yeah. Soldiers in Lebanon. Okay. We traveled in a, <laughs> in a military plane, so it was really crazy experience. Then in 2016, I was I went to North Korea to teach a month pop singing. But but but, but wait wait yeah. wait. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, <laughs> back to North Korea. <laughs> yeah. How come you went hmm. there in the first place? The Conservatory of Rome had to had to relationship with the Conservatory of North Korea okay. from 2009. Yeah. It's a strange thing, but it's true. Then that year in 2016, they asked the, the Conservatory to send the teacher, and they wanted to send the the jazz teacher. But she a week before she cancelled the participation because she was afraid to go. Yeah, totally get that. Yes, the director called me. I was in Rye to for a transmission. Yeah. I remember that call. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and called me, Hersi, do you want to go in Korea? <laughs> Not which Korea. <laughs> he didn't tell me. And I thought, okay, yes, of course. I I couldn't talk. It was North Korea, of course. And um, I told my I I called my family and my dad told me which Korea. And I told you, oh yeah. And he told me you have to to ask which Korea. Yeah. And I I I went to the director. He told me it's North Korea. They will pay you really good. Huh? And they told me all the situation. And I accepted because first of all I was 26 years old, so in conscience. <laughs> Yeah. In conscience. <laughs> and but thanks to that, I had the most wonderful experience in my life. And uh, it was really beautiful and really curious experience to visit a place like North Korea in 2016. Well, yeah. now I know two persons who have been to North Korea: the former Prime Minister of Sweden and Helsmat Moya <laughs> from Albania. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But yes. can you share with us how was it to be there? What was it like? Look, it was really strange, of course, because I had to. I had three people around me all the time: the chauffeur, a representative from the Ministry of Culture, and the translator. Yeah. Because the the teaching the teaching was all in English, and this Asiatic uh, friends of mine. Always says oh, I speak English, but when they speak English, they don't speak English. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> most of the time, and I have a lot of friends from China, Japan. You know, in conservatory, I studied with a lot of uh, people from Asia. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we have this translator. I I had to do these lessons. These three people always slept in the hotel with me all the time, and the. Of course, I wasn't able and free, of course, to get on the street and to have a walk by myself, all this stuff. They treat me really good, I have to say this, but it was a strange atmosphere. I, I was a little, it was a little bit tension atmosphere, yes, I can say this. Then uh, they knew only Andrea Bocelli and Toto Cotugno, <laughs> so their music history finished with these two singers. Yeah. It was hard to teach because they speak only Korean language, which isn't the most beautiful language to sing. And they wanted to to learn um, pop music. It wasn't uh, simple, but uh, I have to say that uh, everywhere when I walk, when where I was, and I really visited special places. I swear, <laughs> and uh, there are something that. Uh, some feelings that are common, common with everyone, like love, sadness, emotions, and we had the power to have one of the languages, more universal languages in the world, that is music. Yeah. So even I didn't uh, speak Korean, I could understand them by singing. That was really, really beautiful, and I, I conserve a, a special memory from that experience. I had a relationship with them until now, 
because they invited me this year uh, in uh, to have a concert in Korea for for uh, a festival that they do in spring. Okay. In April. But of course, I can't go because I'm pregnant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes when you live near and you see the atmosphere, it's different. Of course, uh, there is something strange in the air. That's that's of course the uh, sure. One thing I wonder about. Uh, if you go back to after Eurovision, because mm-hmm. when you fly back to Albania, uh, what were the headlines like in Albania? What the press, how did they treat you? Look, I didn't uh, go to Albania that year, I think. I, I came in Italy immediately from okay. Copenhagen. Yes, because like I said to you, I didn't have a life only in Albania. I had a schedule in Italy too, with concerts and exams and everything. I didn't, but it wasn't simple, of course, because even if I was in Italy, I, I could see what happens. And uh, the public and uh, the media wasn't uh, so kind with me, I have to say this. But it happens. It happens. We have to take it. What are your relations to Albania today? I know that you still lives in in Italy. No, they are really good. That last year in August, I I directed, founded, and directed a festival in Kukus, that is my birthplace, mm. and we did three nights of music, an international festival, and I am trying to do it this year. Even I'm, I will not be there because I would have the. My girl, yeah. <laughs> I made a music video and I'm uh, making in Italy a discographic project with tra- traditional music played by classical instruments. So uh, my relationship with Albania and, mu- and Albanian music is really beautiful, and I I didn't permit that all this all this negative uh, negativity that came by people that I don't know uh, ruin all this. Of course, it's not. Uh, the fault of the music and uh, not every you don't have to lie to everyone so who likes your music who likes your personality can listen what you do there is place for everyone so uh, i can say that my relationship with albania it's uh, it's beautiful now What's your plans for the future uh, like i said in italy i have several um, projects I work uh, with Orchestra of Piazza Vittorio that uh, came now from Expo Dubai. I had to go there, but of course I couldn't for the same thing, pregnancy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I worked with this orchestra from 2015, and it's a huge multi-ethnic orchestra. And we did uh, long tours with them until 2019. And uh, I'm hoping that after all this uh, pandemic peri- period, we we could uh, we will play again together. Then I have a duo trio, does mean project with different groups with different music. And uh, now I'm working on this uh, project that I told you, like a solist singer, yeah. like a lead singer. And uh, this is um, it's not like a, it's not only a CD, but I'm I'm. Uh, collecting materials that they are not recorded but uh, translated um, from generations transmitted from generations it's not written but it's uh, transmitted uh, by generations from the singing so i'm collecting all these materials and to have a cd and i would like to have a, a book too with the notes and everything to to let a cultural heritage that I did of, of, of all my experience 
And then my second project that I'm working and is a CD, a CD with songs, Albanian and Italian. Mm. Yes. Have you recorded something yet? Yes, 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 I recorded and today I had this feeling that maybe, maybe December 2022 I will participate in the festival coming. Ah, looking forward! <laughs> yes. If you could choose among the songs yourself, what kind of song would you like to participate with? <sighs> Maybe pop ballad. But the song that I think I will choose, it's really modern. It's really... It's really in, in, this, in this age that we are living. But... Uh, looking, uh, looking to the past. I'm looking forward to this, Hennessy. <laughs> I've yeah. never been to Albania, and I have never seen Festival Ikenges, of course, on oh. television. But I would love to see. So, let's say if you compete, I mm-hmm. will go. Okay, I yep. will. I will write to you. <laughs> Perfect, and I will take okay. our mutual friend Dawi with me. Yes. Thank you so much, Hersey, for this nice conversation. Thank to you, Emil. It was really nice. It was like uh, we were having a glass of wine together. Yeah. <laughs> and we will do it. Come yes, on. Yes, <laughs> we will. In December. In December, yes. yes. <laughs> well, good luck now to you and your family. Thank you. Thank you, Emil. And all the best for you and your family. And all your loves. Thank you. Thank you, Emil. It was really nice to talk with you at the New Year.